1: Welcome to the Songwriter Connection Podcast, where we look at the craft of songwriting through the eyes of the songwriter. Each week, we make a connection with a music maker, listen to their songs, and hear their stories. From Nashville, Tennessee, here's your host, Dave Ledahan.
2: Where well, we publish every Wednesday Every week, a new connection that you can make on our show. And if you're listening on YouTube, please like and subscribe because that really helps us. And thank you for spreading the word. We're doing well. We're one of the hottest uh, music uh, web uh, podcasts out there right now. And that's all thanks to you and the hard work that you're doing uh, in helping us out. So uh, we certainly do appreciate you. Um, you know, one of the... Favorite things I had to do when I was programming a little radio station when I was music director was was listening parties. We would just get together, get the group together and just listen to the new songs that came in. And I would love to do that. We'd pick what what we thought were were hits and sometimes we'd, we'd go by gut feelings in fact we even called it the gut feeling ratings so we'd go one to ten what do you think and we'd plug it in and we listen and sometimes we'd give it a, a spin on the air to see what our listeners thought about and we just loved doing that because it was all about and always been for me all about the song our guest today uh has that same passion but we also share another passion that's baseball <laughs> in fact the first time i met steve block steve blocks our guest hi steve how are you hello Spelled B-L-O-C-H. First time I met you was at a Christmas party. I believe it was at Billy Lee's house. And we sat and talked baseball for about an hour. (laughs) It was awesome. I remember. I knew I liked you right away. (laughs) I'm not even sure I knew you were in the music business at the time. So... Well, that's because i couldn't be in the baseball business yeah same no. with me <laughs> same with me um so let me tell you a little bit about steve block i mean he's really done it all. wears about five hats and uh from from uh nashville consultant publisher uh song plugger um has his own publishing company uh, what do you call it these days is it, is it still southern cow mm-hmm. it, it is okay um and he he also listens for doug Johnson. Uh, Doug's amazing songwriter, but also a, a, an industry exec. Uh, right now, he's he's over uh, creative at uh, Black River Entertainment, and if you're not familiar with them, um, artists like Kelsey Ballerini and Craig Morgan and Jacob Davis, who's who's very very hot these days, and in others, uh, Steve. Uh, he's worked with the West Coast Songwriters Association, the the very famous Durango Songwriter Expo. Uh, Arizona Songwriter Association works with Taxi, NSAI, and SGA, which is the Songwriter Guild of America, as I find out today. Steve, you've done a lot, and it's going to drop some names of some of the big cuts you've had. You've had cuts with Faith Hill, uh, Leanne Womack, uh, Rebecca Lynn Howard, Lee Greenwood, Kenny Chesney, John Barry, who has been on this podcast, uh, Clay Walker, uh, even Blake Shelton. Wow. Amazing. The only thing... Older than me is that bio, Dave. <laughs> there's a lot more sex than that. <laughs> we'll fill this in, man. When am I missing? <laughs> well, there's uh, one or two of
3: the artists that you mentioned are no longer on the, the label that you mentioned. Oh, really? Okay. And, well, uh, I'll take that and, back. And also, uh, I listen also um, for uh, Kent Wells, who's uh, Dolly's producer. And, well, okay. And, and his projects, which is Pretty exciting.
2: As in Dolly Parton. Did you see my Dolly Fungo Pop when you came in? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's rock and roll Dolly right there. So, yeah. yeah, idolize her. That's great. Well that's good. Um mm. let's let's talk a little bit about that. And when you say you listen for, um, is it kind of like the listening party I just described? Well, in a sense. I mean basically
3: uh listening for Doug and listening for Kent, um, you know, I look at my job with mm-hmm. them as simplifying their lives yeah that's number one Mm -hmm. uh so i'm kind of a conduit you know other publishers and other songwriters will play me songs Mm -hmm. and the ones that really really float my boat um you know i'll get in touch with kent kent and doug and uh and bring bring the appropriate songs in Mm -hmm. and uh you know it in some ways saves them some time and you know makes their the, the time they do spend listening to songs a little more economical mm-hmm. uh they're both songwriters so well I, yes
2: and i was going to mention that yeah. yeah
3: so okay. i have to you know doug johnson wrote a little song called three wooden crosses so he's got a high bar to begin with <laughs> he's the highest yeah <laughs> uh so you know my challenge becomes uh you know, how do you impress the guy who wrote three wooden crosses. So I tell other publishers and writers their job is their job is to make me look good (laughs) to Doug. Yeah. And um it's like, you know, it's such a great challenge. I mean, Mm -hmm. we go back to baseball. It's like, you know, facing Sandy Koufax as a hitter, you know, (laughs) you kind of facing the best. And uh and I need to bring songs in that are special enough that Either Doug hasn't uh, written it, would write it. Um, uh, it would be that you know he, he wishes he had written that one. That's <laughs> why I look those at are him. the songs that I'm yeah. I'm looking to bring in. Yeah, and uh, sometimes you know I'll uh, I'll miss by a long shot, and he may even say to me you know what'd you bring that in for block and i'll say and it works every time and i hope doug's not listening right now because <laughs> it's as if he hears it for the first time and i'll say doug you don't need me for doubles you don't even need me for triples you need me for home runs home runs and when you're swinging for the fences you take a big swing and if you miss it's a big whoosh of air mm-hmm. and he goes ah oh, that's he goes, okay, what what else you got? You know, bring it brings him right back to where okay, next, which is probably the most important word in our, our industry next. anyway. Yeah. Next. Yeah. What else you got? Right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and you move on. Yeah. And you can't be afraid to to miss songs either that are really good. Yeah. You know, I can tell you that I've
2: you had a lot of swings and misses? I've
3: there I've I've brought in songs that have been passed on that have been cut. Yeah. Uh and but Doug always says you can never be sorry for you know, can't
2: can't be afraid to miss things every now and again. So you can't be afraid to fail. You yeah. can't. You can not and it's not a failure really. It's you know, just not for you. Maybe it's for the next guy. Yeah. 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 So that's cool. How does Steve go about finding music? Well, um, you know, I I do
3: wear, like you said, about five yeah. hats in this industry. Um, I do have a my small boutique publishing company mm-hmm. um, where I have a signed writer that I met through <laughs> one of the other hats I wear, which is uh, a, a program that I source called Speed Pitch. I yeah, met, met I this guy from uh, mm-hmm. from Texas who's come to town <laughs> 16 years every other week. He's driven to town from Texas. Oh, uh, and uh, so I, you know, as I was vetting him and getting to know him, having become interested in the songs that he presented uh you know I, I i look at things like well how's the work ethic i find out who his co-writers are and have conversations and get a sense uh of who my, who who this writer is through through their eyes um i find out as much as i can about <laughs> about his family and <laughs> Are they on board? Is his white Does he have a stable home life and and um, the support that he needs there? Um, and one thing I love about this guy, his name is Scott Sean White, is how he genuinely um, roots for other songwriters and does it in a in a, in a you know f- with his heart, uh, and that other people really appreciate that, and so do I. So I can you know without doubt. Uh, say when I'm leading the leading the charge and trying to get him into a good songwriting situation with a with a, with a great writer like Doug Johnson, yeah. that uh, you know everyone who's written with him has wanted to write with him again. Wow. You know, that, and uh, yeah. that takes some commitment from the other writer.
2: It does. Uh, you
3: know, look, everybody wants to write up in this town. Uh, you hear that when phrase you say a write lot. Up. Yeah, that, that's a phrase we hear a lot. You know, yeah, you're you're really talking about writing somebody who's a little bit more politically connected um, in town, where their name, you know, might 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 carry some uh, some you know some cachet and and uh, yeah. And uh, what's the incentive for people to write down? Yeah, you know, people don't look at that. <laughs> like, you know, everyone yeah. wants to write up. Why would somebody want to write down? And I'm going to say that it's A lot of things that I've mentioned. You know how how the writer does. The writer have somebody who's who's a champion for that writer and can speak on their behalf. Mm -hmm. Uh, Will that writer uh, you know stick with the song and wrestle it until it's done? Um, And maybe most importantly, uh, does that writer bring in unique ideas to the writing room? Uh, It's really about that. Mm -hmm. I mean, what I like to say is we already we already have. What we've got in Nashville is already here. So how do you break in? You break in with a great idea. You break in with something that somebody wishes to hell they'd have thought to have written themselves. And, uh, and so ideas really matter. And as I like really to does. say, um, you know, I'm stealing this line from a publisher friend of mine. Uh, we're not looking for the next Craig Wiseman or Shane McNally. We're looking for the first you. (laughs) And and that's that's, so true. And we talk about that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, You've got to bring your authentic self into the, into the room because we already got what we got. What we don't have is you. That's right. And uh, you know, are you going to be an, you know, a a seductive offer, you know, Mm -hmm. and uh, to the, to the industry. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know it's an important question to look at it it's is. important for songwriters to know who they are and what they bring That's what right. they bring to the table and own that and take your best shots with that you can always look at yourself in the mirror at night and feel good about it that way mm-hmm. even though it is a town of no's, you know you'll hear a no mm-hmm. you know 95% of the time you're going to hear the word no but no's can serve you you can learn a lot from a no and I guess I would ask writers everywhere to lose from their vocabulary the word rejection. Yeah, it's not about that. Good point. Uh, A no is a particular type of promise, and it could mean nothing more than, "Gee, I love that. I really love that song,
2: but I don't have the artist for it right now. I'm going to have to say no." Um, And I've heard that so many times. Yeah, I just I like it. I I don't know what to do with that right now. I don't have someone for that in mind. Yeah. Yeah. Well, those are the songs that I look for. By the way, are they?
3: Yeah, yeah it's all, if it's a great song, yeah. I want to be a part of it, and I'll, you know, I'll index it and I'll have it and I'll have it on the ready. Uh-huh. And somebody else, you know, it's a, there's like I said, you know, the best word in the business is next. You know, <laughs> a no can simply be you know being given some information and you're going to go okay next i'll take it to this other label or this other artist I'll i'll check back with you in six months when you have a you know new artist at your own label that you're looking for you know good songs are the things you want to attach yourself to you know when i'm plugging songs you know I, i don't i don't use the vernacular which everybody does is i represent these songs No, you know i like to say these songs represent me Oh wow! And, uh, that's pretty good. Know, they're yeah. a calling card, and, and the standard is a high one. Uh-huh. I want the, I look for, <laughs> I look for great songs that are perfect, and that's all.
2: <laughs> is that too much to ask? Not too much to ask. So, uh-huh. but let me ask you this: So, what makes a song? And, and everybody's got an opinion on this. What makes a song great? Well, in Steve Block's eyes. Okay. Well, I do make a distinction between great and perfect. Okay.
3: And I, I look. What at, is that? I look at great as the heart and the and the art, mm-hmm. and I look at perfect as the craft. And uh, and I'd rather have I'd rather have great than perfect. Mm. Um, but if I can get both, all the better. I mean, yeah. and I've heard perfect songs that aren't great. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I look for great. I look for the heart. I look for the gift in a song. You know, I look for where's the contribution in that song everything doesn't have to be a life lesson and everything doesn't have to be, you know, a, a somber, mm-hmm. um, you know, message. As one of my favorite metaphysicians, Dr. Seuss, always said, fun is good, you know, it's some. but if you're going to write fun, make it so damn fun that yeah. it's undeniable. You know, how is it, it, I look for outstanding songs, songs that stand out from. That's what. That's how I define outstanding. You know, if, if, if it's going to be in the, if it's going to be a, pissed off female song how's your pissed off female song gonna gonna you know be the one in that theme it's only a certain amount of themes you can write about yeah that's true and so i'm looking for
2: those songs and uh and i imagine over the years you've heard them all you've heard it all well i've heard a lot of songs yeah you know um so rarely do you do you you get a a song that surprises you from from a a point of view that you you haven't really thought of before oh yeah absolutely
3: And I hear you know some great story songs, which is originally what brought me to town in the first place. Yeah. Um, Well, I really like uh, visual. I I love country music, and that's the only genre that I that I I I stay in that in in, in that genre. Yeah. Uh, It's what brought me here, and it's what I stay true to. Yeah. And uh, and what it's what makes me happy. Uh, To me, when a when a country song's done done right. It's nothing short of great, great American literature. Yeah, and uh, oh, absolutely. And yeah. you know what a writer can do in three and a half minutes just kicks my butt.
2: You know, when you said that, the I, 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 song I thought about right away was the old uh, Don Williams song, "Good Old Boys Like Me." Mm-hmm. The imagery in that song, that song really—if you look at the lyrics to that song—it's just what you described. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just a piece of work, uh, artwork. Um, it's, it's poetry. It's, it's amazing. Well, you just asked me if I, you know, if I'm ever surprised about songs.
3: Excuse me, and uh, hmm. uh, you know, and I mentioned like that, you know, that subgenre of uh, the theme of pissed off female songs. Yeah. I, mean, I get angry chick syndrome is what I'll Mark Allen Burnett calls. Okay, well, I get many, <laughs> many of those submitted to me because, yeah. and people are writing about them because that's the experience they're having, and they're mm-hmm. writing about something know that they know something about you yeah. know, and you're that's right great. Right? Yeah. But uh, I got one, and uh, we were looking for uh, a first single for a for an artist who's no longer on Doug's label. And we spent a lot of time looking for it, and she had lots of personality. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I would go pick up, try you know, <laughs> go to pick up Doug for lunch, and he'd, be, he'd come out, get in my car, and before saying hello, he'd go, "Just looking for three minutes of magic." just three minutes of magic and uh and i finally thought i found one and i i called him up and said doug i need five minutes uh
2: and five minutes to play you three minutes minutes of ma- magic yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah. you know have, have me over but he he asked me who
3: you know who wrote the song and i told him and he guessed it and can so he already beat me to the punch he had heard it yeah but it turned out to be a song that we couldn't use because the uh, the writer was holding it for herself for you know until she could get a deal oh but uh what a great song it was and she did wind up getting a deal on warner well deserved uh her name was uh brandy clark and the song <laughs> was a song called stripes Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, the first line of the song, you want good songwriting um, and a unique song about a pissed-off female. From the perspective of a pissed-off female, the first line is, uh, uh, you were lying there with nothing on but a goofy little grin and a platinum blonde. I can't believe you do that on our bed. Boom. <laughs> oh, wow. That, uh, yeah. So you got two, 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 two lines. And you've got three characters. You know what the breakdown is. What the problem is. Uh, you know whose side you're you're going to take. Mm-hmm. Who you'll be rooting for. Who you'll be rooting against. And now you've got. And that was such economical writing. and such a good opening that you've got a whole you know three minutes to develop that character in an entertaining way and have a good resolution and and uh, and it's great. And the you know the idea of the song and it's tongue in cheek is. No crime of fashion is worth a crime of passion. No crime of passion is worth a crime of fashion. The, o- the only thing saving your life, you know, she's about to off him, but she doesn't. <laughs> she doesn't want to wear, uh, you know
2: she she hates orange and she doesn't look good in stripes and she hates orange yes I remember the song and I tell you if you haven't heard the song you should look it up stripes yeah. stripes yeah. Brandy and, Clark and that
3: she brought her personality into that thing and, and gave us a fictional character that, that's fully developed in that song mm-hmm. a tough broad who's who's uh, you know who knows who she is and a, and a memorable character. Oh, That's yeah. what we're looking for. I want characters to pop out like that and to be real, you know, where you you can use all your senses to know them, you know, you know, know exactly who who they are and what they're thinking and and uh and we were given that in that song. I do highly recommend anybody look up that one. It's on a yeah. great album called uh, 12 Stories of wow. uh, Brandi Clark's
2: songs. Great. Yeah, she's amazing. Genius. Genius. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. All good points. Well, um, I'd like to play some of these songs, and and let's start with this Scott Tron White that you discovered through one of your speed pitches. Tell talk about speed pitches real quick. That's something you do, and well, that I heard of long before I even came to Nashville. Um, okay, it's, yeah. it's a uh, I don't even it's advertise really.
3: it. That's why it's funny to talk about it. On yeah. yeah, It's kind of a secret society, isn't it? Yeah. It's a well, yeah. it's a word of mouth kind of yeah. a thing. <laughs> but uh, it's uh, basically the idea is to. Create a networking opportunity for for serious songwriters Mm -hmm. uh, who show um, a a particular level of talent and and I can't stress this enough: good manners. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know who who uh, I make a guess are going to be easy to be in the room with, easy to hear the word no without being pushovers, but able to defend. You know whatever they whatever whatever is asked of them about their song without being defensive, uh, and, uh, and people who want to get better. Uh, so I have six music industry pros, my mostly publishers and pluggers, sometimes A&R people or, uh, from the labels or, uh, producers, managers. Um, and, uh, These are all people that can get a song cut, right? Well, yeah. the, there's there's no one person hardly anymore who can get a song cut. Usually it's a little bit of a committee. But these are people whose yeses matter.
2: Yeses matter. There you go. Uh,
3: yep. And uh, it's based on the concept of speed dating. It's 13 minutes um, with each songwriter, six songwriters, each individually with six music industry pros. And after 13 minutes, we, so, we rotate. Oh, wow. uh, and uh, some good things have happened from, from that. Um, and it's it really is you've heard this it's it is a marathon it's not a sprint you Mm -hmm. know Um, the idea is I'll open the door you know a a little ways and hopefully when you leave that door is open a little bit wider for the next time if you see that person in town they're going to be happy to see you and (laughs) not run the other way so (laughs) because this is a numbers game listen this is capitalism at work this industry like all like all things you know there's ever who wouldn't want to be a successful songwriter or artist right. you know we have more more uh more more people who want to succeed at this than there are you know slots that that can be filled yeah, so it's 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 tough you yeah. know it's a tough business um so you you've got to show good manners unless you're in the top one half of one percent of the of the talent pool, you better be an easy person to be in the room with. It's and, so true. Um, you got to be a
2: good hang. We've talked yeah, about that before on yeah. this podcast. And uh, mm-hmm. so uh, there's certain guys that we talk about. Yeah, you know, there's <clears throat> we mentioned uh, we were talking about you and I both saw a show at the listening room um, a couple of weeks back. And uh, four great writers: Justin Love, uh, Greg Wilson, who we're going to talk about. He's also been on this podcast, and um, a guy who's still kind of new to our area, but everybody loves to hang out with Joe Bazzelli because mm-hmm. he's just a great guy. And we're gonna we're gonna get him on the podcast sooner or later too. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that's a good point. Every time you see that guy, it, you're glad that you saw him, and you know it's a big yeah. hug. And uh, how's it going? So. Goes a long ways. It does. It does. Mm-hmm. Yeah
3: so yeah you want to be somebody that people want to see win in this town
2: yeah yeah that's true yeah yep. well um let's play uh let's talk a little bit more about Scott von white your writer and uh it's uh, southern cow music is your is your publishing company you told me you don't care for that name too much (laughs) and there's a story behind the name right because you come from la right
3: well yeah Southern I, California I come from Southern California I actually didn't think when I was starting my company that I would be moving to Nashville no uh, and I thought and back then I was coming back and forth when people were saying you know don't bet. this is early 90s 91 mm-hmm. don't let people know that you're from Southern California and <laughs> you know that you're not one of us. And I'm going, you know, I'm like nine feet tall and I'm, you know, it's like, yeah. you know, people not noticing I'm tall and geeky. So, <laughs> so, uh, I thought I'd make it part of the offer. So our logo was the state of California and Holstein with Southern cow written in, in Southern California, you know, where, where LA would be, uh, And, uh, you know, and I thought that a great song is a great song from wherever it comes. And I thought part of the offer would be I'll find the best songs from Southern California. Um, I did wind up buying into the conventional wisdom that, uh, you know, being here can save you lots of time. And, And I came to believe that and thought that moving here would save me six years of coming back and forth. I was... Lucky cool. enough to keep my house in L.A. all that time, which was <laughs> turned out to be a good move. But I've been here uh, full time since uh, '93, mm-hmm.
2: um, and uh, so people kept. But people going back to this. People kept hearing Southern Cal and thinking it was Southern Cal. Is that what it was? <laughs> yeah, right. they kind of. You know, I didn't correct them either. You didn't correct so I like Southern Cal better Southern than Southern Cal. Cal. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you love
3: Nashville? I do. I have no regrets from moving here. I've yeah. lo- it, I when I moved here in '93, uh, which is 30 years ago this November, uh, will be 30 years for me. Wow. It was a sleepy music town. Now it's a progressive city.
2: Yeah, okay.
3: uh, but I've loved all of it. Yeah. To tell you the truth, all of it. Me too. Didn't Absolutely. want the Titans here
2: because <laughs> no, I came from LA. I just loved it being, <laughs> yeah, a slower, you know, place. But I know, being like me and loving baseball, you do want to. MLB team here in Nashville. Don't you? I do not. You but don't. Thanks for asking. I, I really love, love minor league baseball. Oh, you, you like know? the sounds? Yeah. Okay. See the sounds. Good. Okay. So. All right. All right. Well, let's talk about Sean uh, Scott, Sean White. Uh, so you discovered him at a speed pitch. What was the first thing you noticed about him? Let's play one of his songs here too.
3: Uh, well, I, 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 I let's play one of his songs. Okay. Let's do it in a context. Let sure. Me, let's do let it. Let me say something about that. Okay. Because you know I do speak to writers' groups. Um, uh, a lot, and I'm always asked what's a publisher looking for. Yeah, uh, so it's in that context that this is a real example of what happened. Uh, the f- the first song that he played me, and and uh, I look at you know songs are your calling cards. Yeah. Um, songs should represent you as a writer, and what this song did was throw us into a relationship it be, because of the song there's so much the song is so intimate and it's 100 according to Scott it's 100% autobiographical there's not a word that's made up mm. uh, so it's his history he he played me three songs initially three or four and this one was the first I heard and it is his history and uh, growing up in rural Texas and it's not an not an easy history it's mm. a Tough childhood. Um, that's not my experience. I had an easy childhood. Me too. But it you don't. Ha- and I grew up in Los Angeles um, from a liberal Jewish family. Um, Scotts uh, holds his faith as a as a Christian central to his identity. Um, you know, he was rural. I was urban. He was, uh, you know. Obviously, geographically we're from different regions of the country our uh there couldn't have been he's from a bigger family i'm from a small family there couldn't be more differences in terms of our experiences, but the key and what I love about songs it's not about sharing the experiences it's about sharing the emotion of the experiences well, that's so true and um and Scott was willing to do that and uh and poured his heart out through this song, and that's what I look for. And I don't pitch this song, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it, as a songs have, you know, can serve different purposes. That's right, and this one served a great purpose, not only of attracting my attention and me asking to hear more, because uh, but I've gotten him in the rooms with uh, his songwriting hero Tony Lane Ooh, through I this love song. Tony Lane. Yeah. Uh, I got him <laughs> writing with Doug Johnson through this song, mm. and. Through my relationship with Doug, but uh, this song can open you know, open doors because it's a shortcut to who he is. You get his heart in this song, and it's a solo, right? It's him singing. That also tells me, gee, is he just a melody guy? What's his contribution to the song? You know, can he write a lyric? You know, this is uh, again, a solo, right? Which publishers want, want to know what. You know, what your strengths are in a
2: song, what you can bring to a song. So So is this Call It Even? It's called Call It Even, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, let's play a bit. This is Scott Sean White, who writes for our guest today, Stephen Block, on the Songwriter Connection.
4: My daddy hit my mama on more than one occasion. But he also saved my ass a time or two To this day I ain't quite sure if I love him or hate him Through these tinted windows, it's hard to see the truth Of all the things he said to me, what he never said hurt worse But not everything he said led me the wrong way. Like the time I heard that boy at school call my friend the N-word. When I asked my daddy what that meant, he slammed on his brakes. Pulled right over, said, son, hear me good now. Don't you ever let that word come out your mouth Go figure Some people run with the devil And walk with Jesus At their best they are your heroes At their worst, they are your demons. I guess in the end, you have to call it even. My mama hit the bottle, till the bottle hit her back. That was the only fight she ever lost Man, I wish you could have known her Back before all that You'd have seen the southern angel That carried my cross She was the only thing between me and hell And all the while she was drowning herself Some people run Something in my walk, my talk, my way I just don't know But God, I hope not God, I hope so At their best, they were my heroes At their You are my demons I guess in the end I have to call it even Call it even My daddy hid my mom. On more than one occasion, but he also saved my ass a time or two. Wow!
2: Well, it's got me. I could see why it got your attention. Oh yeah. And here's a guy, his voice in a piano, mm-hmm. and and boy, what a song!
3: Uh, and, and he would, he doesn't know I'm doing this. He would be, <laughs> he'd be, he'd be upset that I'm not playing the, the record verse. He did a, he did a. Uh, He's version? in a project called uh, "Call It Even." That's the title track.
2: People can find that out there. Probably. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. And uh, his name is but, Scott Sean White. That's right. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to play this because, in real life, this is the first song I heard, and this is the way it came to me in this form.
2: So let me ask you this: in your yeah. words, great or perfect?
3: It's great, great. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and I, I think it is pretty perfect. Hmm. But nice. uh, but again, I you know. I'd go for great every time, and Doug at one point asked me, he said, "Steve, go and go around and let's let's go around and try to find solo rights." Mm-hmm. Um, and I know I know exactly what he meant by that. His thinking was, you know, if you're writing by yourself, you're compelled to write something, and it may not have the craft of two or three people who can, mm-hmm. you know, add the craft. But you're also not going to be writing something by committee. You're going to be writing something that really, really matters to you mm-hmm. and I think that that Doug was looking for you know in my terminology he's looking for for, for great over perfect for the gotcha. same reasons
2: well it tells you a lot when you, if it's so re- uh, solo written you know what that like you said you know what that person's all about yeah and uh, you know yeah. for
3: me a writer you know I don't consider myself a songwriter even though I've written a couple of songs mm-hmm. uh, I don't because I think my definition is a writer writes you know, if you're compelled to write, you're
2: a writer. Right. And, uh, yeah. yeah I hear you. Yeah. Well, let's take a little break. And when we come back, can we play another one from Sean? And then I want to talk about another song that a lot of people are talking about in this in this town. Uh, and I want to make time uh, for this song called Wake Up Call. So, don't go away. We'll be right back here on the Songwriter Connection. Steve Block is my guest. Right.
0: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich.
1: You're listening to the Songwriter Connection, connecting with music makers and hearing their songs and stories. Now back to the show with your host, Dave Lenihan. It's
2: really been fant- fantastic and fascinating talking to you, you know, from this side of the industry, uh, looking for great, perfect, <laughs> looking for songs. Man, do you uh, do you go out? Do you find yourself going out to writers' rounds of things or no? Is that yeah? yeah I do. You uh, do,
3: but uh, a lot of it is just really supporting people that I've gotten to
2: know over the years. That's it's what fun. I love about you. You do, you, you support, you really do a lot to help the songwriters around here, um, and, and that's important, you know? We need more people like you, Steve. Uh, yeah, yeah. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> and you're so humble, mm. I love you. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, do we want to play another song? By, by you st- know, I just, I just wanted yeah. to say one yeah. thing. I'm, go ahead. Uh,
3: when you're thinking about the songs you're writing, uh, you know, the listener has a plays a big part in it. Yeah. <laughs> you know know have to bring think. that up. Yeah, and the listener, I look at it as the listener is offering you three and a half minutes of the generosity of their listening, mm. when they could be doing one of a thousand other things that are so very true. important for them. Uh, so, how are you going to fill that uh, that listening? You know how you how are you going to fill it from top to bottom, yeah. and make it worth their time? It's not a trivial thing, you know. How is it? Uh, So, um. You know, dig deeper. Stay with the song. You know, go go
2: for great. I used to hear uh, it's, a, it's the so what factor. I mean, is it something we really need to hear, or yeah. is Do you listen? Yeah, so what? Yeah, you know. no, that's for sure. Yeah.
3: And I don't pitch those. I, I, you know, I really do look for where's the contribution in the song. And I, I I I pass on a lot of songs that could that are as good as what we're hearing on radio and could be cut. I'm mm-hmm. just not. Yeah, I'm not interested. That's all yeah. there is to that there you go you know i'm gonna quote another guy and i stole this line but even within the song uh i i was i knew a songwriter who used to say you know that every line uh in the song should is either a then what or a so what you know it's like <laughs> oh then what happens then what yeah. then what if you're not doing that in a
2: song it's it's a so what Ah, so good. Yeah, that's important. Yeah. <laughs> then what? So what? there's the there's the name of our episode today. There you go. Oh, all right. <laughs> awesome, Steve. Good stuff. Really. Hey, um, do you want to do you want to go with more another one from Scott, or do you want to talk about? I, I wanted to save uh, a wake up call uh, for last because uh, the songwriters are writers I really believe in and love, and I and I really believe in this song. Uh, but where do you want to go from here? Because, uh, well, because mm-hmm. um, we've got other great songs here uh, that Scott has written.
3: Um, yeah, well, I'll say. Let me say this about uh, the, the first three, four songs that Scott played me. Mm-hmm. I felt that I knew who he was from his history. Mm-hmm. I felt I knew who he was from his values, his spiritual values uh you know uh how he treats other people. I I felt I got to know who he was as a husband and I felt to know I, I got to know who he was as a as a father. Wow. Uh and I In love three that. songs.
2: That was well. Four four. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we can do is play little bits of these so okay. people can get an idea. All right. Like uh imagine you just talked about his, you knew you knew about his uh uh his relationship with his wife and I imagine it came from this song I want to love like You. Huh? Yeah. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's one of the first three that he played, me. Let's play a little bit of this. Now, does he play a lot of different instruments? This is piano heavy. Piano and guitar. Piano and guitar. I want to love Like You.
4: I want to dream like Walt Disney Fly like the stars and stripes Stand up like Rose Parks Shine like a Friday night Believe like Christmas morning Be cool like Sinatra Fight like a soldier Pray like his mom And I want to love like you You, me you know,
2: sometimes that's all you get is a is a, is a, a verse in a chorus. You know, especially when you're pitching uh, uh, to different publishers and stuff. But that song says a lot in just in just the short amount of time that we listen to that uh, amazing lyrics, um, amazing um, melody as well. And I want to I want to dream like Walt Disney. I mean, come yeah. on! I mean, gee, you know. That's good. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. And,
3: and I, let's let's run through these. So we'll be done with them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about uh, just a little of God's
2: God's not me? Let's do that. Now here's a guitar.
4: If it was me, and I'd have had to watch that boy take his first train mm. back behind the barn when he was just fit I'd have took a deep breath And shook my head If it was me And through the years I'd have seen him lose most everything His wife, his kids, his job His dignity In a whiskey flood I'd have thrown my hands up and said enough's enough. I'd have turned my back and walked away, left me to drown in my mistakes, wash my hands of it all, and just let me be. But thank God, God's not me,
2: oh. man. God's Not Me.
4: If it was me. Great song. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Wow.
3: Man, Something yeah. else. If you want a little bit of uh, no words for that, this yeah. is, <laughs> he wrote this Let's as this a dad.
4: People always told me it was going to change my life. But till that doctor laid you in my arms, I never realized They're smiling down at you and thinking you just smiled back Well, there are no words for that Then there was the first time you fell asleep on my chest six months old I watched you rise and fall with every breath when you woke up you said something that sounded like dad. Dad. well there are no words for that so I'm singing na 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 do 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 do
2: And I tell you, there are a couple things that, that come to mind on that. Uh, first of all, we're songwriters, and you would think there would be words <laughs> you know, to describe these things. So that's such a perfect idea. Mm-hmm. There's just no words. The other thing about that song, you know, uh, in episode 100, if you've not heard this one, we had uh, Kevin Griffin, who um, is an amazing songwriter in this town, and he started a band called Better Than Ezra. Uh, in uh, the mid-'90s, they had some huge hits, including one called Good. And in the chorus of that song, uh, the words was (laughs) wah-wah. And I go, what's wah-wah? And he goes, well, originally we were going to put lyrics in there. And we decided, hey, you know, somebody told him that. Keep that in there, you know. So he said, never underestimate the power of... Of just going la 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 na na na, you know, in a song. Sometimes it really belongs, and like there's a perfect example of that right there. And you want to sing along with it's this beautiful melody. Um, it it, maybe there there and and the other brilliant thing about that is there are no words, so there's no words, (laughs) right? Right. That's cool. That's a great song. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
3: So I mean, how many of us now (laughs) don't think we have a little better idea of who the who the person is? Exactly right, Sean White. You know, NSAI has a. A bumper sticker and you know, it's all over town. I'm mm-hmm. you know, like a guitar case. <laughs> You know, it all begins with a song. It all does. No, I don't. I don't agree. <laughs> you don't. Huh? No, I don't. Okay. Well, I got to know why. I think that it all begins with our histories, our ah. values, and our vision for the future, and then we choose a medium from which to uh-huh. express. You know, express what what matters to us, and and we've chosen the form. You know, that's called song.
2: The problem with that is you can't put that on a bumper sticker. <laughs> <laughs> good point. Right. But you know what? I got to agree. That's a good point. Yeah. And, and so I look for that. I look to,
3: you know, my favorite guys historically are the guys that I thought, oh, man, I could hang with Tom Waits. You know, oh, I, I could hang Tom with Waits. John Prine. You know, yeah. you know, you, know, you, 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 you want to know those guys and you're because they're sharing themselves with you and you say i can i can be with that guy yeah and that's what i feel about about scott even though on paper we couldn't be couldn't be more different you know politically every every way you can imagine
2: i imagine when he, was, and we connected the heart oh yeah and you know and, and that that's what two different worlds mm-hmm. you talked about you and him and somehow you connected through songs and through the hearts, that's that's really something. So, I mean, is he still coming into town like every other uh, couple times a month, or, or what? How does he, what's he do? And every I imagine you got him booked up with rights every time. Every other week, like clockwork. Like clockwork. Well, maybe sometime we can make some time to have him come in, and you with him, and, and just uh, pick his brain a little bit and talk about songwriting. Yeah. That'd be
3: great. That'd be awesome. Uh, he comes to town <laughs> you know, if we can get him to. If we can to, get him. To, you know, yeah. to, to, he comes here to write. Yeah. Of and of he course. says to me, the first thing he always says to me, he goes. Now, this here ain't no game. (laughs) And then he, boom, gets right down to business. I love the guy. He's something else. He really is something else. He really is. And these songs are all from our beginning together, which is, I don't know, five years maybe we've been together now. Yeah. So they're all older songs. I mean, he's... He's (laughs) he's, writing some great stuff now. Yeah, yeah. We just got our third Cody Johnson cut. Thank you very much. Cody
2: Johnson, oh, Mm -hmm. man, that's awesome. Yeah. That's fantastic. Good. We used to... He's doing well, and so are you. Um, now, we talk about finding songs and in um, the whole process of, of where you go from there, and I thought a, a really good uh, uh, illustration of this could be, again, through a song, uh, a song that we both are very familiar with. The first time I heard it, I about fell out of my chair, um, and I, I heard it at a picking party, you know, guitar pole kind of uh, setting, and he was talking about this song. He was talking about Greg Wilson, who has been on our podcast before. Okay. <clears throat> and he was telling me about this song that they wrote with, with Bill O'Hanlon, who's also been on the show, and Michelle Canning, who I've had the opportunity to write with over the years. She's wonderful. And he was telling me about this song, and he played it, and like I said, about fell out of my chair. And then the first time I saw you after that, we had dinner with Nancy Deccant, and the first thing out of your mouth was, have you heard this song called The Wake-Up Call? And I went, Yeah! wow and you told me you just signed it uh and it didn't surprise me in the least because i it was one of those songs that when you hear it's very impactful and uh you also get that feeling man i wish i'd have written that you know like you were saying uh so tell me how you discovered it and what the process was and we're going to play this song in, in, in just a little bit well okay um well i first
3: heard that song at a you know at an at the uh Muscle Shoals uh Songwriter Festival okay um, I happened to uh, we were at the Airbnb and and Bill or Michelle I forget which played it
1: mm-hmm. uh,
3: Greg wasn't there and I had the same reaction that that you did yeah. um so uh I, I loved it yeah. and um and I don't sign too many outside songs or run with too many outside songs. But uh, to me, you know what I said about looking for out—you know—standout songs, standalone songs, original stories. Yeah. Uh, this one, this one checks those boxes and has the emotion in it. Uh, you know, you have to. It, it, the songs that I like um, sometimes require a little bit of, uh, more of a intended. Listen, it's not the kind of thing that you you will be driving down on a Sunday afternoon, you know, in the car on the highway and be tapping your foot to. It's not that kind of song. Um, it requires a little listening, mm-hmm. but uh, you know what an effort by the by the writers. And uh, I mean, I think all we've got is uh, at this point is just a little little work tape that Greg did on his phone. <laughs> but, really? No yeah. okay. kidding. Yeah, yeah. Wow. But, uh, it, and It's kind of song that's a tough pitch um, because, people, well, for one, uh, exactly what I said that mm-hmm. uh, it requires a lot of listening. It's going to be yeah. tough to get it on the on the radio, which is the only, <laughs> yeah. really about the only way that you're going to make money in country music.
2: <laughs> <Yeah. As> it, <laughs> these country days, radio plays it, yeah.
3: As mm-hmm. a generalization, yeah. um, so it, it doesn't really sort of lend itself there. On the other hand. It's my belief that if a song like this breaks through, you know, it's kind of a song of the year, kind of a song. It really is. uh,
2: Yeah, it's a three wooden crosses if it does that. Yeah, you're right. So yeah, well, let's play it. And uh, again, this is uh, Greg Wilson singing just a work tape, but Greg and uh, Bill O'Hanlon and Michelle Canning are the uh, songwriters here on this song. It's called Wake Up Call.
5: My phone rang at 2 a.m. from a number I didn't recognize When it rang again, I answered it And a little voice just said hi He said I didn't know your number So I just took a guess Cause the man on the TV said You can always call on Jesus that caught me by surprise And I sat up in my bed He thought heaven was on the other end So I just listened when he said Jesus, I'm so scared And I'm so glad you're there I've been holding on to my teddy bear I've been saying all my prayers He said, I keep shaking mama But she won't wake up at all And I knew that you would help us Cause you're the man up on the cross There's an empty bottle by her head And some red pills on the floor He said, I've been eating Captain Crunch But there is heavy anymore As his little voice was trembling My heart was breaking inside I didn't know what else to do So I spoke like Jesus was on the line And I said I know you're scared But I'm right here Keep holding on to Teddy bear, I've heard all your prayers Everything's gonna be okay Don't you worry at all I'm sending someone to help you But until then let's just talk oh, I copied down his number My wife dialed 911 in tears When he heard them knocking on his door He said, Jesus, I think your angels are here And I hit my knees Lord, I've been living scared Like I haven't had a prayer It's been a while since I've talked to you I almost forgot that you were there but tonight you woke me up I've been asleep for way too long I felt your spirit move right through me And Jesus I stand in awe It took a scared little boy's random late night call Oh, but maybe it wasn't random after all God, I woke up When I got that wake-up
2: call Wow. That should open up some doors, I would think, uh, for Greg and Company. Well, that's that's a great calling card. Oh, man. Amazing. Yeah. Now, when you first heard it, was it a work tape like that? No, I heard it <laughs> full production. When I, when I when
3: first, you first heard heard it. It. yeah, no, it was at it was at that Airbnb. They were had oh, a guitar. Just, I think Michelle it. Michelle played it played it live. Okay, Yeah, Michelle played it and sang it, and it wow. floored me. And, uh, wow! Yeah, I was really you know thankful yeah. to have been there that night.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. And then what's what was the next step on the process? Well, you know. I, then what <laughs> I, I wanted the
3: song. I, I, I thought there were a couple of places that needed to be tightened up in the song, and, mm-hmm. and uh, we worked hard on that. Um, and I want to give a shout out to, to to Greg Wilson for really really sticking with it. He's he was uh, he's a great guy. Yeah, came over a work. bunch of times, and mm-hmm. and we tried to get the timing right on it, and a whole bunch of bunch of things. Made a few changes, yeah. um, and then I've. Played it for for some people, and I get uh, mostly very very positive reactions. Um, but again, it's just the you know the the commer- commercial the the commerce can people. Can pe- can people imagine how they can, you know, frankly, you know, make money from the song? And it's 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 again, it's just not what.
2: Yeah. not It's not a it's not a McDonald's hamburger. No, it's not. Uh, it, so, it, but it, you know, it's it's got a life of its own. So you just never know. Sometimes yeah. it takes time. It always know? takes time. You know, <laughs> but yeah, but you know, a great song is a great song. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I agree with you 100. percent It's a great song.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and uh, as corny as this might sound, I, I really just want to be around greatness. You yeah, know? I mean, honestly, I just want to.
4: And that's I just thing want to we be really gone. proud
3: of the you know the the art that that I get to get to be around and yeah, and, and one of the smart things I've done in my life is choose to be spend my waking hours with songwriters. Yeah, you know, my background's in early childhood education, believe it or not.
2: Really, okay. which was
3: a, a really good you know good training ground for what I do now in a lot of ways and uh and uh you know I've chosen well you know I yes, ch- chose to be around kids I coach little league here you know <laughs> and uh and songwriters and um and that's how we
2: spend our waking hours you know that's cool so, you know and I always tell my students you know I, I taught broadcasting for for a while and uh, I used to tell them, follow your passions. You know, where, where does that passion take you? And there's a reason why it's in there. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's a, there's a reason for it. So, Absolutely. And I see you do the same thing. So before I let you go, um, can they find you online anywhere? Are, are you reachable or no? Um, should we just for for consulting and, and things? Well. I'll, you do your one-on-one okay. sessions? And- okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Uh, I I do
3: offer one-on-one consulting sessions. And my promise there, really, is that you'll you'll leave with a with a much greater and realistic appreciation of how how high the bar really is
2: it is high and
3: how to maybe help you you know shoot for that for that you know um why some songs work and others don't is another thing that can come come through with that Mm -hmm. with those sessions I do the speed pitch Mm -hmm. um I guess Steve Block music at Gmail would be the way to
2: okay to to find, find me,
3: music, um, okay. And good. Uh, find you online anywhere. Yeah. They can search uh, it. I don't. Yeah, I, I, you could find me. I don't have a great online presence, and
2: mm-hmm. part that's of right. that is by design. Yeah, <laughs> I got you. You don't be inundated with <laughs> thousands of songs so, in your inbox. So yeah, it's not like that.
3: that I think I'm any more important than anybody else, and honestly, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, but well, I can uh, just tell. But that. one thing and, that we do have in common, if you're in the industry here, is we're is. Uh, Busy, yeah,
2: it's you true, know, and uh, never enough hours in the day. And, and,
3: and managing managing that is is quite challenging for me and for for many others. Is how do you? Yeah, it is. You know,
2: how do you stay on top of your emails? And you know, I don't know, that, know how to that do that sort it. of thing. <laughs> I try. We do our best. That's all I <laughs> do, can say. I do a songwriter, and I, I do two radio shows, this podcast, and then I keep a very busy writing schedule. So I, it gets crazy. Uh, but you know what? The difference is, we're doing what we want to do, Steve. Right. You, I mean uh, no complaints this and is what, there, there's no room for complaint in this town
3: hey, either, hey, by heck the way. no that's yeah, right the yeah. quickest way to become jaded is to you know be disgruntled <laughs> you know I mean and and if you are who's going to want to be around you exactly if you're, right. if, you're, if, you're if you're a walking complaint so you're really yeah. signing your own death sentence if uh if you're not somebody that's upbeat and positive and appreciative of, of, of the efforts of others. Exactly right. Uh, I will say I, I, if I had to do this over, I might have played a song uh, of Scott's that, sing, that came out today yeah. uh, called called Pullin' Weeds and it's on his second album. It's, it's the first cut uh, and today's the first day. So I didn't even make that connection until just now. It just well, find to it out there. Uh, yeah. Folks, you can find it. It's uh, called Pullin' Weeds well, and you know, you'll get to know again who this guy is Is a as a person, I'm going to find it in uh, the sure. It's wonderful. Absolutely. And the album, his new project's called
2: uh, Even on a Bad Day. Oh, so. good. Awesome. Steve Block has been our guest in the Songwriter Connection. Steve, thank you so much for your time. Uh, thank what you. Time I enjoyed I it. Your busy schedule today to be with us, and it was all valuable stuff. So thank you so much and all the best and and, and more success ahead for you. I know. Uh, Yes. Appreciate it. Thank
1: Thank you. you for listening to the songwriter connection podcast. Find us on social media at songwriter connection. Also listen to Dave Lanahan's Nashville connections radio show. It streams live every Friday morning on W O B L and W N O I. Look for us on Facebook and YouTube. See you next time on songwriter connection.